Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the story straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Hey folks, welcome to In a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar, reminding us all, including me, there's certainly many fantastic things, cultural, historical, Flat out a blast right here in Mississippi. Go to visitmississippi.org to find out what I'm talking about. Today's guest, his message on point. His bullseye of the soul dripping with conviction and compassion. His story is a journey to the priesthood. Just not traditional in most of our minds. I can't wait to get further into that. To fast forward, not to give away too much, he entered the seminary back in 07, was ordained a priest that by the Diocese of Little Rock, Arkansas, six years later. Currently, he is the pastor of St. John the Baptist Catholic Church and school in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and serves as chaplain at the CHI St. Vincent Hospital System. The curveball, a husband of almost 40 years, coming up, a father of two sons, and further blessed to have three grandchildren. I know what you're thinking. Has Steve had too much coffee today? Well, the answer is one cup is too much. So hang in. So let's not judge me. Let's just get to it right now and welcome in and understand the faithful journey, wonderful calling of Father George Sanders. Hey, Father. Steve, thank you very much for being here. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm supposed to say that, but it's so good to see you. I was uh, with Gwen, my wife, in Arkansas with my mom and dad, Charles and Charlotte Nabholes, at the family condo for the races, and we went to Mass, and my mother-in-law leaned over, I got to tell you, and said, oh, I'm so glad it's Father Sanders. <laughs> so, yeah, now, I had already, we had already seen you before and mesmerized. You have this incredible ability to, I mean, I was holding on to every word, and the last sermon was about the three things, welcoming, inviting, and then what was the third? It was your homily this past weekend. Integrating. Integrating. It was integrating. And I loved how you told the story about not feeling so welcome when you first came to the church with your family. Um, and I want to talk about that first. Give our listeners a little bit of a synopsis of this past weekend, because it was very moving. Yes, we're just saying that the church itself must be that, as Catholics, we understand that God is present with us when we come together in two or three. So the Catholic way of evangelization is to invite people to come to that meeting, that divine encounter with God, which, which of course, is the church. And so in order for people to experience the presence of God, sometimes we have to be beside them to draw them. Uh, as you know in the scriptures, the disciples received some Greeks one time, and they said, we want to see Jesus. It was the disciples that led these Greeks to the presence of Christ. And so the church is that intermediary. It is, it is usually the inviter that invites people to come. And so the first thing is we have to be as church, has to be welcoming. We have to be able to welcome all people from every walk of life, no matter who you are, no matter what you have on, no matter what your educational level or your social background or the language you speak. Uh, we must be that person that extends that hand to welcome every visitor that comes. For often, there are people that come into our, our parish that are on their journey toward God. They're wanting to find Him. They're wanting to know if He's real. They're wanting to reestablish, perhaps, a connection they had in the past. And so they come with that intent in mind. It's often our extended hands that helps them come into the very presence of God. We welcome them uh, as they come. So the first thing is we have to 
welcome people that come. We also have to make sure that we invite people into our groups, into our fellowships, into our prayer meetings, and those type of things. It's our job to make sure they feel welcome into our groups and the things that we do, that they know that they are also invited. They have a place at our table, mm. that we've got a place with their name in the front of it. And until they get to that seat at the table, we are not complete. And so we have to make sure that we invite people in and integrate them into all that we do to make sure that they have that access that we have into um, our faith and our worship and the things that we do. So all those three things are nothing more than extending a hand to someone who is seeking God, who wants to know him, and make sure that they have that, that fullness of experience, that they are welcomed. Normally, if someone feels welcomed in our congregation, they'll come back again. And so it's up to us to make sure that when God moves on someone's heart and draws them to himself, they have that awakening of a sort, and they want to know God or they have decided to come back to knowing God, that we welcome them. Right. You know, can I we get said all that that quickly? Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, well, it was a little longer at mass, but I loved it. Uh, the 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 complacency, Father, that we could all get. Sometimes we get complacent, thinking somebody else will do it. You know, and going, oh well, I'm sure they're fine, or you don't, even, or you don't even think about it. And I loved how you laid it all out there. Obviously, from an experience you had when you first went there, and you felt like, well, we we were sort of alone there, right? Yeah, more or less. Uh, yeah. It took about three weeks yeah. for someone to actually speak to us. <laughs> I mean, and this is not unusual in any of our churches, I'm just telling you. Yeah, right. Um, whether right. it's Catholic or non-Catholic, uh, I don't think we always do a great job of uh, welcoming people. And, and professional welcomers is not what I'm talking about either. That that does help. That's certainly a step in the right direction. But it's when the congregation notices someone sitting close to them they don't know, and they have that uh, courage to reach up and say, you know, you, you might go to another Mass. I just don't know you, but I don't know if we've met. Uh, right, right. That makes a great influence, a, a great impression on people. Right. Well, you do have your folks that are welcoming in, usually at a, a particular Mass. There's always the same group. Uh, they're always there, mm-hmm. you know, giving you, uh, you know, the little, the little sheets that help you follow Mass better. It's <laughs> been printed out for the week, yes. or the bulletin, obviously, at the end. Uh, we're talking to Father... George Sanders, father, your family. Let's go before we throw the big curveball. Everybody's waiting to to hear how you become a Catholic priest in today's age. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about your family, and also they're scattered all over the world. I mean, more in Asia, right? In Japan and in Taiwan, is that right? Yes, that's it. Um, I've been married for this year uh, on the first of May, be forty years to my wife Brenda. Wonderful. Uh, we have two children, two sons, actually. Uh, our youngest son um, is an attorney. He works as an in-house attorney for a, a high-tech uh, telecom company in uh, Tokyo. And so he and his wife live there. They have a home there. They have one child, which is uh, our uh, second uh, grandchild. And then we have my older son is an English and religion teacher at Dominican Sisters School, an international school in Taipei, wow. Taiwan. Wow. And... Uh, so he teaches there, and he has our oldest and youngest uh, grandchildren. Um, so they actually, of course, my oldest child married a Chinese girl from Taiwan. So whenever they became pregnant, she will be close to her mother. The same thing, uh, my youngest son married a Japanese girl. And they both met them over here in, in America. Hmm. But um, anyway, so both of them actually live at this point anyway in their life. Um uh, in Japan and in uh, Taiwan. How does that go for Miss Brenda being the grandmother so far away from her grandchildren? Well, until COVID came, things were working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my oldest son was the only one at that time that had uh, a, a grandchild for us, and he's a teacher, so he's off in the summer. So they were coming and spending with us a couple months at my house so that grandmother could get her hands on that child. And so it worked <laughs> swimmingly until the next year and COVID happened. Yeah. And so now we can't go there and they can't get here. Uh, we use the miracle of Skype a couple times a week, so we right. are able to be involved at, at that level with our grandchildren. But there are two of them I've never touched. You're kidding. Wow. So, yeah, we're waiting for wow. the, uh, yeah, I'm telling you. That's yeah, grandmother's not happy about this. and that's yeah. not in my house. I understand. Uh, well, well let's, let's go into a break after this, and I want to dive deeper in 
to your ministry and your calling. I'm Steve Azar with Father George Sanders. He is in Hot Springs, Arkansas, St. John the Baptist Church. You got to go see him. You got to go listen to him. He will mesmerize you. Visit Mississippi.org. We'll also change your world. Check it out. We'll be right back. I'm Steve Azar, and this is pretty cool. The Interactive Teller Machine, or ITM, is Guarantee Bank's latest and greatest way to serve us customers more effectively and conveniently. ITMs provide personal face-to-face interaction with a live bank teller without having to leave the comfort and safety of your car. You can conduct almost any transaction as you would inside, including deposits, withdrawals, check cashing, account transfers, and even loan payment. Give the new ITM system at Guarantee Bank a try. And as always, thank you for trusting Guarantee Bank with all your banking need. For more information, go to GBT online.com guarantee bank member fdic from the seabrookpaint.com weather center i'm bob sullender for all your paint and coating needs go to seabrookpaint.com today we have sunny skies high near 69 degrees tonight clear skies low around 42 you're finally friday sunny conditions a high all the way to 71 friday evening clear skies low around 43 and for your saturday a beautiful day sunny skies high near 64 this weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Watching TaxLayer calculate your refund feels like climbing to the apex of a roller coaster. Here we go! And flying down the track. Maximum refund speed. Start for free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. Tax Slayer. File fearlessly. cleaning provider show up last night? With the current labor market, you have to trust your keys to those that care. That's why it's time to change to Janet King, the king of clean. Trust your keys to our local franchise owners and our 35 years of experience to make sure your building is clean and healthy. For your clean and healthy building, go to JanetKingCleans.com. That's JanetKingCleans.com today for a healthy building tomorrow. Janet King, the king of clean. Speaking to all men. If you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men and a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. 
in a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. We're rolling through a Mississippi Minute. Father George Sanders has been so gracious. The pastor of St. John the Baptist Church, also CHI St. Vincent's Hospital, the school there, which is so important. I grew up in a, a Catholic school that was connected to Catholic Church down here at St. Joseph's, and the uh, that ministry to me is just so important uh, for the future, you know, of of our denomination and 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 letting people in, even when you're not Catholic at our schools, uh, of seeing what we're all about, seeing what they're all about, living together under one school system, under one roof, is a beautiful thing. I just feel like it's a game changer. Uh, Father, thank you for joining me. Go to visit Mississippi.org, folks. Sure. That is not an afterthought. Father, you got to check it out as well. Kelly, by the way, I, I want to give her a shout-out there. She was really sweet to me when She's I cold-called her. Yeah, I cold-called her, and she said, well, Father will love. He loves to talk. He was in radio before. He had a radio <laughs> show, and he's going to do this. And I said, you are easy and sweet and very accommodating. So let her know. I appreciate her so much. Um, I will, say Thank you. All right, Father, here's the zillion-dollar question. Take me through the process of just your incredible journey and 40 years of marriage about to be in May, and you're actually a Catholic priest. How does that happen? Mm -hmm. It is a long journey. I never would have seen the uh, the twists and turns of life when I was a young child. I grew up in the Episcopal Church in Cusa, you know, the regular Episcopal Church you're familiar with right. here in America. And uh, all of my younger life was in the Episcopal Church. But then when I got a little bit older, I met this girl, you know how that happens. <laughs> and um, she was Pentecostal. And so I started going to the Assembly of God, which is a Pentecostal denomination here in, in America. Most of my early adult life and uh, into my 20s, I spent uh, in the Pentecostal setting. Uh, I always had a call in my life. I wanted to serve God in the ministry, uh, but it seemed like life kept getting in my way. And so um, I just continued to uh, live normal life. I, my background is I'm a, I'm a CPA, and I work both private and public, uh, work both here and overseas um, with, this, with these companies. And so all my uh, business life was as, as a finance uh, officer. And so uh, we continued that course, but there came a time when all of a sudden I wanted to uh, actually fulfill that call that I had never done all my life. I knew this was what I was made to do, but I had never followed the call. So I went to, uh, came back to the U.S. We had been overseas at that time, came back to the U.S. and uh, entered seminary. It was a group called the Charismatic Episcopal Church, which is kind of an Anglo-Catholic group that started like in 1992 mm. in San Clemente, California. So anyway, I uh, went to seminary there and uh, was later ordained and uh, as a priest in the Charismatic Episcopal Church. But during my seminary years, um, I began to have this passion for the, the development of our, our Christian faith. And so I began to read the early writings of the church, which in my previous life, I didn't know even existed, that we have archaeological writings from the churches of the first century, second century, third century, all those early years, uh, from the very churches that Paul wrote to, from the church at Corinth, and from the church of Ephesus, and all of these. So we had this continuing conversation about our uh, Christian faith all these years, and it was fascinating to me. It was almost like I had discovered King Tut's tomb, and all of a sudden I was uh, breathing the air that was 5,000 years old. Right. And so um, it was one of those great experiences. But the problem I had was once I read the early rites of the church, I had this aha moment that, oh, my God, they were Catholic. That was not what I intended to find, mm. is that in the early centuries of the church, we already had the hierarchical structure of bishops, priests, and deacons. We believe that in uh, the gift of holy baptism, that a soul was recreated, that it was born again. We believe that the celebration of the table of our Lord, that we participated directly in the body and blood of Christ. Uh, all of these things I didn't believe. Uh, that had not been my uh, Christian background to that extent. So I had one of those, now what to do? Because I found out this was what Christ had put into his church. Those apostles and disciples of the apostles that followed him all the way down till today, and the church was objectively Catholic. And so then I had a, a problem. <laughs> what should I do? And so um, as an act of faith, I had to lay down my collar. I had to lay down my ministry because I wanted to embrace the church that Christ had founded. And so I laid everything down and uh, sat in this pew here in St. John's Church in 2000. 
and then trying to figure out what would God have me to do because I knew that Catholic priests weren't married. Even I knew that. And so I didn't think I qualified for uh, to, to continue my ministry. But then about three years later, I was reading a paper called the National Catholic Register. And as I read through that, there was a front-page story about this married priest that mm-hmm. ended up being from my denomination, from the Charismatic Episcopal Church, had been made a priest in Lansing, Michigan, if I remember. And so I took that to the bishop and said, look, (laughs) he didn't know either that this was possible. I said, look, this apparently is possible. So we contacted the Vatican to find out what is this extraordinary process. If I had been Episcopalian at the time I was ordained, there's already a path that is, you know, some some of us may know Episcopalian priests that become Catholic. But because I was not from the Episcopalian line, the Anglican line, that was the only path that had actually been delineated by John Paul II back ah. around 67, I believe. So this process of bringing men into the church that are already married uh, began somewhere around 1967 with John Paul II on a limited basis. But there's always been the extraordinary process, so like a one-off. So if there is a man that the church figures really does have a calling then what they'll do is they will request to the Vatican to test that vocation. So they'll send you to seminary, and through your formators and through the rector and through your own bishop, they will determine if you really do have a call from Christ, because some of our Protestant ministers obviously have that call. So it's a great mercy of the Church, because for a man that does have that call in his life, then that call can still flourish in the Catholic Church through this this, uh, process. And so it took about, from the time I went to St. John's to the time I was ordained, about 13 years. Most of that waiting for all the process to go through. I had to get the exemption from the Pope. So Pope Benedict was the one that said, I have the ability to be ordained, and my bishop ordained me. Wow. So how does... So that was my process in the Catholic Church. That's an incredible story. So when the Pope sees that, like what's it like in waiting, Mm -hmm. right when you're waiting... And is it something that takes a long period of time for him to finally get to it? Or was it there like, today's the day? And, you know, how does he go about assessing? Yeah, all those things are kind of brought to him, I think, it's for his final signature. And it has to go through the dicasteries, uh, the, uh, the doctrine of the faith is where it went. Uh, but apparently it's set in someone's inbox for you know, a couple years or something. The process seemed to take forever when it shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But typically does. I mean, there's no reason. In fact, our bishop, who is from the very first moment I met him, um, he asked me what I wanted. And I said, I feel I have a call to become a Catholic priest. He said, let's make it happen. Uh, he, he went over there for his ad limitum, and uh, he just actually went to the, the castery and asked them, so where's my file? <laughs> so our bishop was always a great, great support. I owe him everything. Oh, wow. Because uh, he's the one that made that happen. I remember the moment that he called me. I knew why he called me. Yeah. And it was just a moving moment. Oh, sure. And he said, I have in my hand the letter from the Pope. Wow. And I will ordain you on this date. Oh, my and goodness. And so it was an amazing thing. Uh, it was just, it's an incredible story. Back up for a second. When you're going to the seminary and you've got children and you, you're married and you've got to pay bills, I'm just getting back to that. How did you juggle being in the seminary and continuing to work or did you just lay it all down and just let it ride? question yeah yeah you don't let it ride unfortunately you know when you have a family but uh, so the deal was I never had any assurances of ordination even when I was going to seminary I had no assurances that the church would ordain me and so as I said I I was a CPA Um, when I first was ordained I uh, let my CPA lapse because I had no intention to become a CPA again but then when I came to the Catholic Church I needed to work so I went back and re got certified as a CPA and and continued my work Um, I figured if I got to work I might as well make as much money as I can so uh, that's what I did so at the time I was going to seminary, I was a director of finance for a, a Fortune 500 company in, in North Little Rock here. And so they never knew that I was actually going to seminary to become a priest because I had no guarantee of such. And so during that time, I would work uh, 40, 50 hours a week. I'd take off on a uh, Friday early afternoon, about 2 o'clock, and drive up to um, St. Minerva, Indiana, which was an eight-hour trip yeah. uh, by car good highways, but I uh, got up there, spend the night there. We have all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And when we got finished on Sunday afternoon, I would jump back in the car, drive back home, which was an hour on the other side of where I left. So it's nine hours back. 
and then the next week I would do my 40, 50 hours of work. So I continued to work the whole time I was going to seminary. Right. So, because I have a family, as you know. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering how... So, so that was the only difference for me. Uh, it wasn't until right there close to the end, I went and uh, told my, my, my office that, uh, you know, in, the, in, <laughs> in a few months, I am going to be leaving because I'm becoming become a ordained <laughs> Catholic priest. How did that go? <laughs> just amazing. I don't know how much they intuited that, you know, just by being around me, it's, just, it's a little bit obvious where my heart is. No um, I don't think they knew that was possible either, so they weren't worried about that, but uh, it all worked out perfectly. I went, I stepped out of there, started working for the diocese at that point, because I still had to provide my family, and of course now, I'm a chaplain at the hospital and a pastor. Wow. I'm Steve Azor with Father George Sanders rolling down a Mississippi Minute on Super Talk Mississippi. Go to visit Mississippi.org. How many times can I say that? A whole lot of times, even with an Arkansas man and priest. Today is my guest. Don't go nowhere. I'm Steve Azar. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Outlander at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Get high style without the high price. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today, starting at $26,095. And get up to $3,500 over book value for the trip. During the spring sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get thunderstruck. MSRP based on Outlander ES2WD. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply to retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 331.22. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to EatBasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. When you order your Walgreens prescriptions with same-day delivery, it's possible you'll experience some side effects. Side effects may include joy that you won't run out of your pills and disbelief at just how crazy fast the delivery came right to your door. Get your same-day prescription refill today on the Walgreens app. To use same-day Rx delivery or one-to-two business day delivery, you must be opted into prescription status alerts. It will appear as an option of orders before that store's cutoff time for the day. Certain health plans do not cover or participate in same-day Rx delivery. Check with your health plan for further details. Excludes California. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Grass cutting season is almost here, and Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt is ready to help you with all your preseason service needs on both Xmark and Skag mowers. Hartley has teamed up with Xmark and Skag to offer a 10% discount on all mower maintenance services. This includes parts, labor, pickup, and deliveries. That's valid at the end of February. Hartley can also come to you with their on-site mobile service truck. Sounds like a deal. Yes, it is. If you're in the market for a new Xmark or Skag Zero Turn Mower, they're offering purchasing options of 0% interest and no money down. Hartley Equipment's annual open house will be on Friday, February 25th and Saturday the 26th and will have open house prices on all in-stock Xmark and Skag mowers, outdoor power equipment, and accessories. Call today at 601-499-0944 or come take advantage of their springtime 10% mower maintenance special. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
taxpayers get to keep more of their hard-earned money under the Tax Freedom Act passed in the House, according to Speaker Philip Gunn. He's encouraging everyone to take a look at an illustration that shows the vast differences between their plan and the one in the Senate. In the first year of the plan, an individual, under this illustration, it's Betty, she saves $1,500. Under the Senate plan, 250 bucks. Gunn says their plan is fiscally responsible. We have filled every need that government has. We have filled the rainy day fund. We have fixed the PERS uh, retirement system. Uh, and we still have a billion dollars left over. <clears throat> the only reason to keep it is to spend it. And that's not where the House of Representatives is. For a detailed explanation of the differences between the two plans, you can log on to supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. A lot has changed in Mississippi in the last 100 years, but since its founding in 1922, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation has always been the voice of agriculture in the state, and that holds true today. The next time you sit down for a meal, throw on some jeans, or cheer on your favorite team, remember who grows the food, clothes, even the turf that makes it all possible. Celebrating 100 years of Faith, Family, and Farm Bureau in 2022. Become a member today by signing up at MSFB. Gallo here. Look, we all know this. Increasing your ACT score could save you thousands of dollars in college tuition. The Jumpstart Test Prep Online Review has helped thousands of students improve their scores, and they can help you too. JumpstartTestPrep.com reviews all the must-know contents and provides the tips, the strategies, and timed practices you need to purchase the entire review or just the subjects you need the most help with at JumpstartTestPrep.com. Use promo code JUMP, J-U-M-P, at the checkout to save 30% on your purchase. Jump Startestprep.com. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Love rocking down a Mississippi Minute. Love getting to know my guests at a higher level with you all. Really certainly have enjoyed today's guest. Go to visit Mississippi.org. Check out what you can do this weekend. So many glorious things, guys, on our hallowed ground. We call home. We call Mississippi. Father George Sanders is my guest today. Uh, I want to talk real quick about, well, well, first of all, quick question. Are there others now that have followed suit that you know about around the country, around the world? Well, there are actually others that I have followed, believe it or not. Uh, here, it's, it's somewhat kind of unusual. Uh, here in Arkansas, we have three uh, men like me, including me. There are two others. There was one that 30 years before me became a Catholic priest. He was an Episcopalian or Anglican, that became a Catholic priest. And he served here in Hot Springs before me, which is extremely rare. Right. And now we have a uh, one just like me, Father Norm McFall. He was actually a free will Baptist pastor. Hmm. And he's became ordained uh, as a Catholic priest. And he's uh, probably about an hour and a half away around Fort Smith. Wow. Arkansas. So there actually is a <laughs> limit um, that... The Vatican says you can have two people like me uh, in your diocese. Oh, I got you. Wow. I'm sure that can be amended, but uh, right now there's a cap so that you don't get too many people like me, I guess. So, Speaking of amending, they need to, I don't know if you're a football fan, but they need to amend the playoff, at least the playoff overtime rule. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Just, I don't think the Vatican controls that. I'm not sure. But I, I don't think they've got to They need to get that. involved. They totally need to get involved. Yeah, there you go. It uh, can't hurt. I love it. We're talking to Father George Sanders, pastors, pastor, pastor in Hot Springs, Arkansas, St. John the Baptist, and the school, and the church at CHI St. Vincent's. Um, you know, you took a major leap of faith. And, look, you know, listening to your story, there's no other way to do it. You are. We are responsible. Our faith. Faith is a complicated, and sometimes hard thing, to not only uh, believe in, but actually do it. You know, actually be a be a part of some something that requires you to be faithful. 
So you did that, and and just it's paid off for so many, including me and my wife and and mother and father-in-law. They just were just so moved, just listening to you, so articulate. You know, a a great songwriter is extremely. I don't want to say extremely intelligent, but there is an articulate side of them. There's a wit. You you in, inherit both of those, and then you have to be able to talk to everyone. They have to be able to understand it. So the simplicity has to be there uh, for everybody from all ages. And so I just think that you walk this perfect line. Probably has a lot to do with your folks and your upbringing. What was it like growing up as a kid and and the household that you lived in with your folks? Yeah, I grew up in a in a house of faith. Um, my mom grew up in the uh, Church of Christ, and my dad grew up in the Baptist Church. And in both their families, there was kind of this fight about religion. <laughs> and so they decided to, to do their own thing, so they became Episcopal. I mean, that is... So that they weren't Baptist nor Church of Christ. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, my two publishers so back in the... Too. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say my two publishers back in no, the day were Church of Christ, and they were, you know, they were all in. So that's a big jump. Exactly. Yeah. It is that. And so when I grew up in my, my home... Uh, we never got up on Sunday morning and said, does everybody feel okay? Anybody think you can't go to church? Or maybe you guys want to go to the beach? <laughs> um, that conversation never occurred. We never thought there was an option. We always got up. We went to church every Sunday morning as a family. And so from my very first recollection, I, I remember being in church. I was an altar server uh, in my earlier years. And so I always grew up in a household of faith. I think that's so important these days. That we give people a consistent understanding. We actually live what we say we believe. Uh, kids know the difference, by the way. Sure kids can do. read between the lines. Sure. Either you are what you say you are, or they can see very clearly that your speak and your life are on two different plateaus. So, Amazing. Father, speaking of not going to the beach and instead going to church and those decisions <laughs> that we never had to make when we were growing up, you know, my, my mom and dad, uh, I watched them go to Mass every day. Every single day. And we, unfortunately, have dropped the ball there. But uh, there's definitely Catholic guilt for me, church guilt, period. Um, The one thing growing Mm -hmm. up in Catholic school for me, which I really appreciate more than ever, and I appreciated it back then, even at a young age, we studied all religions in religion class. Mm -hmm. And we learned to appreciate everyone, everyone, and and respect their denomination. So it was very, it it was just sort of, it was taught to us to be that way. And my mom and dad were preaching the same gospel at home without ever really preaching it by just watching them treat different people of race equally, um, treat uh, mm-hmm. different people, uh, like I said, different ethnicities, different voc- uh, people in you know, different classes. Uh, you never knew. And I just I had such a wonderful upbringing. I really think it changed me and made me into the songwriter that I am just and gave me great compassion, which I which I work on every day. So one thing I pray for every day is to allow me to have compassion uh, more than anything, because a songwriter has to have that and be very vulnerable and let it all hang out. So I never want to lose that that trait that that I grew up having from them. It was just so important. And then I married into an incredible family, incredible faithful family um who you know gwen's dad's three sisters were nuns one was in india a missionary nun for 30 years one was president of sisters of charity in louisville they've all passed and um i'll never forget going to the funeral of sister elizabeth uh we were uh down in mississippi where she had retired and we left with a box of all our assets one box and it just sort Mm -hmm. of it just it just sort of floors you, you know what I mean, with the stuff that we acquire. How do you yeah. feel? I'm jumping to, I'm jumping way over here because this has been on my mind. Pre-COVID versus during COVID, when you allowed mass or church, everybody, church, no matter what denomination, to go online and it's okay. And now, where are we going to be? Even me, um, when I, I have to watch myself because oh, I can go to church online. How's it going to affect? Our faith, do you feel like, and then our, I guess our, um, our Sunday ritual of actually going and being present in mm-hmm. church and with God. Yeah, to, to be Catholic, you can't do that from home. We gather. It is the sacrament of the assembly. It is the, the church. 
And so you cannot receive communion on your own. You can't set it uh, behind the computer and receive the fullness of what Christ has for you. He intended the church for that. And uh, we've always said as Catholics, the church is necessary for our salvation. And so for a Catholic to not come to church is to not be Catholic. It is part of the essence of who we are. We come together as a body of Christ. Christ formed it that way. He said, when two or three are gathered together, I will be with them. So it was his design. You know, we're saved from the world. We're saved from darkness, but we're saved to something. Mm -hmm. We're saved from, but we're saved to something. And that which we're saved to is the body of Christ. Uh, we need the church, and the church, frankly, needs us. And so as Catholics, there is no option of not coming to Mass. It is Catholic. We have to offer our sacrifice to God. You can't offer your sacrifice uh, there sitting at the house. Right. You must be in the worshiping community to offer your sacrifice to Almighty God. And so uh, it's part and parcel of what it is to be Catholic, what it is to be Christian. Or do you feel like that we're going to have um, a little delay? <laughs> I mean, people have gotten really used to being home for, at work, you know, not traveling like they were. Mm -hmm. I feel like that that's going to be right, continued. Changed. So I'm just saying that people are getting used to being at at home and looking at screens more than ever, even our age, mm -hmm. right? You know, we were used to our kids wearing the screens out. So uh, what's going to have to be the effort of our church and all churches in general to make sure people know that they have to keep holy on the Sabbath actually at their temple, at their synagogue, at their Catholic church, at their Baptist church, at their Episcopal church? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. I had the same conversation. Um, we have a group of pastors here in town. It's one of the great blessings in my life is... Uh, we come together here, uh, there's probably about 100 of us that are signed up, but at any given Thursday, there's probably about 35 of us that meet together. And we have these, these very discussions. And for many of them, uh, they seem to be more vulnerable because what they do in church could literally be repeated on the screen because it's to do with singing, it's to do with uh, sharing the Word of God. And all the things they do in church could literally be replicated online uh, as different from us as Catholics. You cannot receive communion, which is the highest form of worship for us, is what we understand. That is a tangible thing. That is an incarnational thing. That is not something that can transmit over the wire to someone's computer. You have to be there to receive Christ into your own hand. And so for us, we don't have quite as big of an issue for some of the other Christian communities. Uh, what they do at church can completely be duplicated online. And so there is that discussion. We, we do have these discussions. How are we going to, with the Catholic Church, we don't have a problem saying the church is necessary for our salvation, that it's not an accessory that you might purchase if you like it. Yeah. You know, the church is completely necessary for us. And so we just continue to say what we've said for 2,000 years now. The message doesn't change in that respect. You must be in church on Sunday morning. We're going to see how she goes, and I, I'm totally with you. And I I know you're in Arkansas, and I know you're from El Dorado, and there's mm -hmm. a lot of great music from the state of Arkansas, I promise you. But Mississippi's the birthplace of American music. Would you like to hear into the break Jimmy Buffett or Tammy Wynette? Since, you're, since we're doing country, I believe we'll go with Tammy Wynette. Huh? <laughs> you got it. You got it. Father George Sanders is my guest today. we got one more segment in a Mississippi Minute. He is a beautiful man, as you can tell. Wonderful calling. I can't wait to be back at Mass in Hot Springs, Arkansas to partake. Go to visit Mississippi.org. We'll be right back. Carter Jewelers is giving away roses and kisses with every jewelry purchase. And when you draw your Hershey's Kiss, you'll receive extra discounts up to 30% depending on the color of your kiss. These additional kiss discounts apply to all the jewelry in our stores, including jewelry with second and third markdowns, all engagement rings, loose diamonds, and hundreds of pieces of fine jewelry marked down under $100 and under $200. These KISS discounts also come with a half dozen roses from our friends at Greenbrook Flowers during this massive clearance sale, which add up to incredible savings store-wide. We have 18 months interest-free financing, layaway, and no credit check financing. Thank you to our friends who have voted us Best of Jackson for the last three years with the Jackson Free Press. So KISS discounts up to 30% off free roses 
That's Carter Jewelers at the corner of State and High Street, downtown Jackson, in the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. If you love hunting, fishing, and ag, don't miss the Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, February 11th through the 13th. At the Ag and Outdoor Expo, you'll find everything for the outdoors, rods and reels, bows, guns, and clothing, as well as tools and equipment for the ag world. The Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, February 11th through the 13th at the Trademark on the Fairgrounds. Brought to you by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and sponsored by Southern Ag Credit. Visit MississippiOutdoorExpo.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream, the new degree of comfort. Hello, I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected as Mississippi's Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy. And they were raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, slow downloads. Oh, come on! It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Minute, even with an Arkansas priest. It just goes by so fast. There you I'm go. Steve Azar I'm with Father George Sanders. If you are in hot if you are in Hot Springs, Arkansas ever, and you're Catholic, of course, you've got to watch him do his wondrous deeds in mass and listen to him. It's just amazing, mesmerizing, charismatic. Uh, to the point, uh, and like I said, for every man, every child, just totally get it. Um, Father George Sanders, St. John, John's. oh yeah, St. John the Baptist Church, making sure I get that right. Father, you were in the radio world at one point, or at least Kelly spilled the beans on that. What did you do? That is true. I was, uh, when I first decided to uh, go ahead and follow the Lord's calling into ministry, uh, we were coming back from Puerto Rico. And so when I, I was going to move back to the States with my family, and so I had a friend who was from Hot Springs, Arkansas. This is not my home. And so he had a, a charismatic, independent uh, church here. It's called Christian Ministries, if anybody knows what that is. And so um, he had been a pastor of that church for many years. It, it been, his family had kind of pastored that for, you know, 20 years or so. And so he said, I know what you're talking about. I said, I tell you what said, George, come on back here. I want you to work with me in this ministry here while you go to seminary. He was willing to allow me to come and to work with him. And so as a part of his ministry, he had Applied Life Radio, K-A-L-R, radio. And so he was able to, um, it was part of their uh, training for their older uh, students there to learn to, to work on the radio. 
to learn how the thing works oh. from a business standpoint, to learn how to be personal, air personalities and all that kind of thing. So he had within his ministry this uh, radio station. He said, come here, run this for me. So both um, my wife and I were radio personalities there for several years. I love it. And this was a wonderful time. We did the same thing as you're doing now. We interviewed people. We just talked and shared life and often did book reviews and things like that. It was a Christian radio station. Yeah. So all of our output was uh, through Christian music, um, that type of thing. I love it. That's so cool. Well, I really enjoyed my time on this side of the mic. My, my whole life, as my show goes, uh, it, it's been me on the other side of the interview, and I just love being the one to ask the questions. And and I've just to be honest with you, I, I've all, my listeners know this. I feel selfish all my life because I was the one being interviewed all the time, and I'm. I wonder if I ever paid attention to to a lot of other people's stories, even my good friends. So this show has been an awakening for me to finally. To do that, so I've had five years. I mean, well, I'm in my fifth year of actually listening, which is incredible. Incredible, <laughs> so, you know. It is. It? <laughs> it's a beautiful it well. thing. Oh, I appreciate you so much, Father. Um, when you prepare for your homily, and mm-hmm. you know, how long does it take you? Uh, and I know that. And and do you sort of live into a certain period of time? Uh, do you feel like I don't want to lose the listener? Um, and sometimes maybe it takes a little longer to. to uh, get your message across and deliver that, uh, you know, what's your preparation and what are you going to talk about this weekend? Yeah, it kind of depends on, uh, you know, if it's a weekend mass or if it's a daily mass, because I say mass every day. And so my homilies are a little bit shorter and uh, there's not as much preparation that goes into the daily mass. But the same uh, general process is I, I try to listen to the scriptures. I try to hear what they're saying and, and just look a little deeper into the interpersonal relationships uh, like Alexio Divina, which we use in the Catholic Church, to put myself within that particular scene and to understand who is listening and, and what they were talking about and why does that relate to the passage before it and after it. And just to try to kind of take the meaning, the fruit, the, the sweetness of the fruit of the, the scripture to understand first for myself. So any preacher, uh, the people he's preaching to is actually to himself. So I'm actually sharing my experience. That's all I do is I try to listen to God. I need to hear what he's saying. Mostly he's saying to me, of course. He's not talking to you. He's talking to me. And so what I'm preaching is nothing more than my experience with God. So the best preparation I can be is to seek to be close to God and to hear his voice. Because what he tells me, what I feel and what I understand is what I'll be saying. So all my job is to be able to listen, to hear his voice. I love it. You know, from a pastor standpoint, it's an amazing thing because um, you, know, you can give a homily and somebody will come up to you and say, Father, that's just the best thing I've ever heard. That really changed my life, what you said, and they explain it to you. And uh, <laughs> you listen, and you realize that you didn't say that. <laughs> it wasn't intent. You never had it. that thought. I love that's that. That's because the Holy Spirit actually is the one who transmits the message, and often God is speaking to someone else in a different way than I ever saw or intended. That's the beauty of uh, God's grace that touches us in the Holy Mass. So, yeah, I just smile and say thank you, knowing I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it was I can, just my words, but it was he who spoke. You no, know, exactly. Yeah. And I can say this, too. First of all, I know God has a choir of angels. He loves music. There's no doubt. It's part of our backdrop, our fabric of our life, having music. Um, and yeah. I can say that I've had songs that, well, the songs that I've written that have really stuck and in, in people's hearts and souls, they've come to me, and I've thought the same thing. How did they do, come up with that? And then you go, right. those songs, it's the ones that once you learn the craft and you've done it so much, it's the ones that just write themselves. And, you know, when I say they write yes. themselves, it's not me. And, it, and it's the ones exactly. that, and I can't explain it. I can't explain it because there's things that I would never really say. It's not natural in a way of just my regular voice and my regular conversation but I know that it's a gift when it happens I appreciate all that you do and and what you represent and it's just been wonderful to get to know you with all our listeners thank you Steve it's been a great morning thank you so much for calling blessings Father I appreciate you so much I'm Steve Azar in a Mississippi Minute all 60 of them where you can take your sweet time nobody covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Super Talk Mississippi News is your source for all things Mississippi. Stay here and hear the stories that matter. Super Talk Mississippi News. On a 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.